Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, here we are, back, 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 love it. We're on part, oh, let's see, part 14 of this forgiveness thing. And I'm so excited about this. The closer and closer the book gets to its release date, the more excited I am because, I don't know, in the last several days, I've had a fabulous opportunity to speak on several podcasts about this whole forgiveness topic. And this opportunity has made it more and more obvious that the claim that I made that forgiveness is the most powerful word in the universe except the word love. And I stand by that claim. Forgiveness is the most powerful word in the universe second only to love, and they're closely related because our ability and willingness to forgive is grounded in love. Love for ourselves. Yesterday we talked about the function of guilt and when it has outstayed its welcome and it becomes a clarion call, a trumpet blast to remind us it's time to forgive ourselves and get that brick out of the middle of our hearts that's preventing us from living the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by discovering, developing, and serving with your divine gifts. Today is episode 652 of Your Ultimate Life, and I remind you again, the only purpose of this podcast, all 600 zillion episodes, is to help you live that ultimate life today, now, not someday in the future, not way out there. You can have that now. You can have a life of purpose today. You can have prosperity today. You can have joy today. You don't have to fill out a long list of requirements in order to do that. And people ask all the time, how do you find purpose? Well, there's lots of ways. And I've done several episodes on finding purpose. And maybe I'll do some more after we finish this forgiveness thing. But it is possible to find your purpose. It is possible to find and identify your divine gifts. You don't go digging for them in the yard. And you don't wait to do things until you find them. That kind of search for clarity uh, it falls into the meaning of my little couplet. Clarity is overrated. It is not found. It is created. You find a purpose by working, by trying different things and pouring your heart and soul into different efforts. And then when you do that, you find purpose in life. So today, episode 652 total in your Ultimate Life series and number 14 in the conversation about forgiveness, I titled this About That Poison. And the reason I did is because there's a saying that I know you've heard that says, and there's different versions of it, but one of the versions says, holding grudges is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. 
or staying mad or holding rage is like drinking poison and expecting the other p person to die. So I titled today's About That Poison. It's kind of the flip side of yesterday's episode on guilt because internal guilt about things we've done is poison to our own souls. It is truly a barrier, a block, a stumbling stone, poison to our hearts, and it can drive you insane. It can drive you to shrivel up and die with respect to your ability to serve and do good. Beating yourself up forever about something you did when you've done what you can to fix it means for sure you've not only turned your happiness over to somebody else, but you'll never create that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. So today on the flip side is the simmering grudge, the long-standing vicious anger that we can hold towards someone who hurt us. Now, I've had the opportunity to talk to clients and prospective clients who are carrying that anger. Some, uh, I can think of a couple for whom it was very justified. Business partners they had been with were unethical, took a lot of money from them, hurt their business, and basically left them to die. Not physically, but financially. Left them on the street, kind of like the Good Samaritan, right? The robbers robbed them, beat them up, and left them to die on the side of the road. Well, I've had at least two that I can think of right now, clients who have stories that were like that. They were hurt badly by people they trusted. Uh, money was taken, reputations were ruined, all kinds of stuff happened. And so, you know, in one universe, they had every right to be raging and furious and feel like they'd been hard done by, because they had. Now, here's the question. That same feeling can be in, you know, in the case of someone who's beat up by a, a family member or a child who's abused or, you know, any number of particularly family abuse situations are, are awful and heart-wrenching and we see those kinds of things. And sometimes they're public and talked about, and but there's lots of it that goes on. So what do you do when someone has grossly wronged you well, first of all, we have to understand some basics. If whatever they did was against the laws, wherever you live, then there should be, you know, consequences. Uh, forgiveness in no way implies that consequences are avoided, that people aren't punished for their wrongdoings and everything else. Whatever legal, you know, opportunities are there and whatever punishment is appropriate should be done. That should take place according to laws and structures that are in place. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when the feelings of a person go beyond that and never never seem to go away. And you know that when someone says, oh, they're so, they can never, I can never forgive them. They should, they should be drawn and quartered and, you know, all kinds of tortured and they are expressing all kinds of brutal punishment that the perpetrator should receive. And it is truly an expression of their own pain. Pain at what happened, pain mostly probably at having been betrayed by someone they trusted and should have been able to have faith in. And, and so that expression of violent reprisal is not weird. It's an expression of the emotional pain that's being felt, and it actually bears no 
resemblance to an appropriate consequence. You know, sometimes, you know, horrible, violent things are described that have nothing to do and in no way measure against the behavior that was done. And that's just because we're screaming out of our own emotional heartbreak and pain. So number one, whatever legal thing should happen, should happen. Number two, we need to remember that no matter how much pain or punishment is inflicted on the perpetrator of whatever it was, that won't take away your pain because them experiencing pain doesn't cover yours. It doesn't put salve on yours. It might for a moment make you, they finally got their due, but the, the pain and suffering that was caused by betrayal or whatever the action was doesn't go away because they're unrelated. So the poison that we feel is we keep hating or being angry or resenting, you know, different levels of hate, hate and anger, and, you know, maybe we're afraid they'll do something again. All of those things carry levels of pain inside of us. And so we keep with anger, I'm just going to use anger, although all those other variations are included, we keep holding that rage and hoping that they somehow are caused to suffer to the extent of our rage. Now, as we've already said, they're, they're unrelated. But the poison created by our rage never goes away. So that's why the saying, it's like drinking poison yourself and waiting for someone else to die is so appropriate. And you might be stomping around, why haven't they died yet? Why haven't they died yet? And you're drinking more poison and you think, oh, if I just drink some more. And what you're doing is killing yourself. You are destroying yourself inside by holding on to this anger. Now, I talked before in another episode about a book called Anger Kills, which was the research done by some doctor, that the chemicals caused by anger are corrosive and actually shorten life by several years if we hold on to anger a lot. So let's ask another, it's, it's really obvious. You can be as mad as you want, and that will never affect the other person. So uh, separate from whatever legal remedies might need to happen, depending on the situation, here's another question. Why do you want them to die? Die effectively, I mean, in quotes, air quotes, right? It may not be physical death, but suffer in some fantastical fashion. Well, you want them to feel the same pain and suffering that you did. <clears throat> they won't. They won't unless someone you know, behaves toward them in some fashion that hurts them. And that has nothing to do with forgiveness. So our goal here and our point here in this episode and this whole series on forgiveness is to help you reach your ultimate life, that life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And so after whatever remedies have taken place that need to happen outside of you, you, me, we, we need to let it go. Let it go. If justice hasn't been served, then the divine will take care of that. You and me, we don't have either authority or the ability to appropriately dispense justice. We don't even really know what justice is. What we know is we hurt and we lash out. And the lashing out doesn't cover the pain. And even if we land the blows and someone else suffers, it doesn't cover the pain. So we want them to have some kind of suffering like we did. That's why we hold on to that rage and keep drinking poison for ourselves. 
the most important thing to do to liberate yourself is to forgive, let it go. Now, I don't mean pretend it didn't happen. I don't mean put yourself in danger. I mean eliminate the anger, allow that person to go on their own journey because they will have to deal with whatever has happened in themselves now or later. But what you and I don't want to do is hamper our ability to grow, to love, to give, to enjoy life, and to create that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy because we're busy holding on to that vicious rage. Now, sometimes people ask, why does the creator, God, why do they, why does he allow such terrible things to happen? Well, I'm not going to pretend that I have a full answer to that, but I know what's come to me is that the purpose in my understanding and my own experience of this life is to grow. Growth implies struggle. Okay, I can't get any muscles on my arms unless I do push-ups right to the limit. And, you know, same with every other exercise. So if my job here is to grow, it has to be against the backdrop of real pain and struggle. I know from my own growth that my struggle to let go of any anger, blame, or resentment towards anyone has caused my soul to expand and my heart to grow. It's caused love to increase. It's caused me to be a better person. So sometimes I use the analogy of a playbook. I have a playbook for life, and it means everything should go smooth, and I should get everything I want and have prosperity and everything else. God's playbook doesn't look like that. It includes steep mountains, falling down, getting scraped, getting hurt, and then learning to forgive. That forgiveness, if you forgive someone else, it frees you. It doesn't free them. They have their own set of things. And if they don't feel guilty and aren't going through their own things, that's not your problem. That isn't your problem. Forgiveness of someone who hurt you is a gift you give yourself. It is not a gift to them and has nothing to do with them. They will have to work out their own process for reconciliation with whatever deeds they have completed You and me, us forgiving them, frees us because that means I no longer drink poison. It means I no longer hold grudges. It means that that thing, however terrible that happened to me yesterday, last year, 100 years ago, well, not 100, 50 years ago or whatever, no longer has power in the present. It is you and me stomping our foot and lovingly saying to ourselves, I refuse to give that old event power in today's world. I commit to be free of all those effects. I commit to lift my voice, to lift my heart, to discover my gifts and talents, and to serve my heart out, to bless the lives of others, to create compassion, creativity, love, purpose, prosperity, and joy. The only way we can fully do that is by letting go of grudges, letting go of anger, forgiving those. Them deserving it, again, has nothing to do with it. It's a gift for yourself. Just like in yesterday, you don't have to wait for someone to forgive you before you can forgive yourself. You forgiving them doesn't absolve them of anything, and it hasn't, they don't have to deserve it. I'm not going to forgive them. They haven't apologized. Yeah, who cares? 
Forgive them for your own peace of mind, for your own health, for your own love, for your own growth, for your own freedom, for your own unfettered ability to create purpose, prosperity, and joy, and live your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.